before the season even started, I knew Duvall was going to be back on our team somehow, some way. I just knew it. Mike Trout might be one of the safest bets in history, to be honest. As soon as that happened, it's like Javante Davis turned to switch and he went into kill mode. And Terrence Crawford, um, there's an argument that he might be the most feared man in boxing right now. Not really seeing many names stepping up, calling him out. If the MLB doesn't do something about it soon, uh, we could potentially be looking at another, maybe like a mini steroid era scandal on the MLB. Welcome to the All Takes No Whiffs podcast. Here are your hosts, Christian and A. Hindi. Welcome back to another episode of the All Takes No Whiffs podcast. First episode on video. We got the new era. We got it like that now. But for this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the trade deadline. A lot of crazy things happened this week. The past couple of days was insane. And we're going to be giving our thoughts on it and its impact on the rest of the season. And we're also going to be giving our thoughts on the Danny Garcia versus Jose Benavidez Jr. fight this past weekend and the upcoming Virgil Ortiz fight. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Uh, first week on video, I'm super excited about this. Uh, you get to see our pretty faces this week and hopefully for a long time. But I'm super excited about this week's episode and looking forward to talking about the trade deadline and these fights. Let's get into it. This past week and this trade deadline has just been like one we haven't seen before, to be honest. This was one of the more wild trade deadlines we've seen. Bunch of moving pieces going a lot of different places. We saw one of the best players in all of baseball go from one side of the country all the way to the other. So it's going to be an interesting rest of the season to see how some of these trades play out because there's going to be a bunch of teams that are out of the playoff mix now. We saw some teams sell who we thought may be playoff contenders like maybe the Boston Red Sox and Baltimore Orioles. We don't know about that yet. We'll see how everything plays out. But I mean, Christian, what do you think about this trade deadline? This trade deadline was insane. Um, Juan Soto to the Padres. I'm not going to lie to you, Alex. If I had to claim an NL team now, I know I live down here in in Georgia, but I'm sorry. I got to claim the San Diego Padres. Might have to cop a Soto jersey. It's insane. Soto and Tatis and Machado. That's wild. Yeah, and the thing is, is Tatis isn't even back yet. I mean, he may not even come back this season. There's been talks that he may not come back, but I mean – you're adding potentially Tadis and Soto to a lineup that's already pretty damn good. Yeah, that's they're already holding the second wild card spot in the NL. I'm pretty sure. So adding those two to the, to the lineup uh, with how productive they are, how much value they bring to the table, I'm pretty sure that number one spot at the very least is is going to be up for grabs for them. But I'm not going to say that they're going to take the lead over the Dodgers in the second half because the Dodgers, you know, they've got a comfortable margin. Yeah, and they kind of got some work ahead of them with uh, the wild card, too. They're in that second wild card spot. The Braves have the first one, and Braves are four and a half games up on him right now. And you never know. Padres may take that next step after this, and they may be the number one wild card team because the Braves and Mets, they're going to be fighting for that. Mm-hmm that top spot in NL East and whoever comes in second is probably going to be one of the wild card spots too. And it's looking like the, the, or not the AL, the NL East may have three spots because Philly's in that third spot right now. 
Yeah, I, as crazy as this trade was for San Diego, uh, it's it's not going to be easy. There's there's a lot of teams in contention right now for a lot of those spots. Yeah, and it's definitely not going to be easy for the Padres. Uh, they're in the second place in their division right now, second place in the wild card. And adding Juan Soto, Brandon Drury, and all these other guys that they added, Josh Hader, uh, it's it's going to be – pretty easy climb for them i think in the playoff race they could potentially get to the top spot and it's going to be an interesting race going forward but who do you think was the or who do you think was uh, the most impactful trade okay so disclaimer um easy answer is san diego because not you, you didn't just get juan soto you got an upgrade from eric hosmer and josh bell and i think that was the single most impactful trade easily but if we're not going the obvious answer, I do think the most impactful was Luis Castillo to the Seattle Mariners. They got themselves a legit ace, uh, one that they needed a lot because they're looking to make a push uh, and they have it's within their capabilities. And that's a huge pickup for them. I was wishing he was coming to the Yankees, but I'm not mad because Seattle, I, I'd like to see Seattle contending. They got Julio. I'd like to see Julio on the big stage. Oh, yeah, and Seattle's, they pretty much got that wild card spot locked up now. I would mm. think they're not going to win that division. Houston Astros are way too good, and I'm just happy to see Seattle maybe back in the playoffs. They have one of the longest postseason droughts in sports history right now, and it'd be nice to see them back. But I have to agree with you, that Luis Castillo trade, very good trade. And even for the Reds end of it, they got some really good prospects mm. back. But there's another trade that I think that was pretty impactful. It was actually for your Yankees. I think Frankie Montas is extremely underrated. Uh, and going to New York, it is big pressure pitching up there in New York, especially in front of those Yankee fans and media. But I think he can do it, and that that was a really good trade for y'all. I agree because we still got all three of our, like you know, uh, highly touted prospects in Volpe, Dominguez, and Peraza. We still got them. I wasn't. I would have liked to use them in a potential blockbuster trade, but we didn't have to, and we still got them. I'm cool with that. And Frankie is going to be huge for the rotation. I'm not going to lie. Um, he's, he definitely fills the number two sl- slot as of right now, in my opinion. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have a good amount of depth. I know we just lost Jordan Montgomery in that Harrison Bader trade, but. I think I think it sort of balances out a little with picking up Frankie. At some point, you got you can trade a little bit of depth in the starting rotation for you know to fill out some other things. Yeah, and that's another trade that I think is going to go um, overlooked too is Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader is one of the best center fielders in all of baseball, and y'all have been looking for a center fielder the entire year. Y'all have had Judge out there, and he's not a center fielder. He just isn't. He's a corner outfielder or DH, but. Getting Harrison Bader, he's hurt right now, could be like getting Eddie Rosario for the uh, my Atlanta Braves last year. He was hurt, came back later on in the season, and played solid defense for us, and we all know what he did at the plate in the postseason. Yeah, Eddie Rosario came through like crazy for you guys, and Harrison Bader, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to welcome him with open arms because I know Yankees fans can be tough. I'm, I don't think I'm one of them. Unless, you know, it's obvious. I don't want to name anybody. But Harrison Bader, I think he's going to come through and be productive once he's back and healthy. Uh, Like you said, defensively, one of the best center fielders. He plays hard 
every play, every pitch. And I'm not saying that he's got like high potential with the bat, but I think he could get the job done and bring a decent balance to our team. It's not like he hits for power like crazy or anything like that. So I think, you know, mixing that into our lineup, that could help. Yeah, I don't even need power from him. I mean, y'all got a dude on your team who's got 43 home runs already. <laughs> nah, just quick question. Uh, once he does get back, where do you think we would uh, insert him into this lineup? Probably the bottom, right? Uh, he's probably going to be 8, 9, somewhere yeah. around there. I mean, 1 through 5 is pretty much set for y'all. I know exactly. 1 through 3 is at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, th- I was thinking anywhere seven to nine probably eight or nine like you said though maybe not the seven spot yeah i mean he's not really a power guy so he's going to be contact uh they all gonna want him to get on base because he's super fast exactly yeah so a lot of these trades were really impactful overall and when you're taking all the moves that teams made into account uh i just really wanted to ask you alex you you've been all over this uh who do you think won the trade deadline overall the easy answer, once again, yeah. is the San Diego Padres. Um, they got Juan Soto, they got Brandon Drury, and they got Josh Hader. They got rid of Luke Voigt uh, and Eric Hosmer. So those are two guys that probably weren't going to have much impact on their team anyway. But bringing in those guys, um, sending all the prospects they sent, uh, they're going all in right now, as we can tell. And they won the deadline. They clearly won the deadline, but if I had to pick another team um, who won the deadline, it, we talked about them earlier at Seattle. They, they got that ace pitcher. They have control over him for the next couple of years, and they have a young, young team with Julio Rodriguez and all these other guys around them. And Robbie Ray won the Cy Young last year. This team is really good, and like I said earlier, not going to win the division, so they're going to have to go through the wild card. But uh, Seattle has done everything they possibly can to make the playoffs, and they're going to be in the playoffs this year after this long drought that they haven't. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm going to say those are the two easy answers because I do think Seattle's second place for sure uh, behind the Padres in this trade deadline. But – I'm going to give credit to my team right here. I think I think the Yankees made some solid moves. Uh, we picked up Benintendi. I think that's going to be a good bet for our lineup. And Harrison Bader, not as productive, but like a similar role, like we were talking about, not really big power guys, but we need them on base. And I think they're going to come through for us. Not just that, we picked up Frankie, Frankie Montaz, and that's our number two guy now. And we got rid of Joey Gallo. Uh, not to throw any shots at Joey Gallo. I think that was just a much-needed parting on both ends. I think Joey Gallo deserves a fresh start somewhere else. He, To be honest, he went through hell in New York. That's the truth. And I wish him the best of luck in L.A. for sure. But don't hit any World Series home runs against us if that happens. And see, the thing with Joey Gallo is he's, he goes from one fan base that is very crucial to another fan base that is extremely critical. So, I mean, mm. he's, he just isn't going to escape it right now. Going to the Dodgers, <laughs> good for him. New change of scenery and everything. Hopefully he does well, but I do agree with you. Your Yankees did a pretty good job, and hey, I'm going to go ahead and throw in my Braves there too. Mm-hmm. We got Rossell Iglesias, one of the best closers in all of baseball. Got rid of Will Smith, thank God. Uh, one of the worst bullpen arms 
this year. And getting Jake Ordizzi is actually a pretty underrated pitcher. He's been a solid pitcher the past couple of years. He was in Minnesota, and he was this year in uh, Houston before we swapped uh, with Will Smith. But I really like what we did. Got Adriana Adri Azana back too, and about to get Kirby Yates back too. So that's a basically like another trade, and that's one of the best uh, relievers in all of baseball the past few years. Mm-hmm. A lot of the teams in races right now, a lot of them made the right moves to equip themselves for this second half and the the postseason as well. Um, just to before we wrap this up, real quick though, I wanted to ask you, Alex, just to have a little fun. Who do you think lost the trade deadline? Um, probably the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I feel like they really could have had Juan Soto. Mm. Um. They also traded for Jose Quintana, which I don't think is a very good pitcher anymore. He is a left-handed pitcher who is, was pretty good a couple of years ago, especially back when the Cubs were actually good, and he's kind of fallen off since. And I, they could have had a Juan Soto, but they didn't want to throw Dylan Carlson in in the deal. And I thought they were the front runners and were actually going to get him. So I think St. Louis definitely lost this. I had another team in mind uh, for reasons, but the point you brought up had it made me switch sides. I agree. I agree with you on that. But I was initially going to say the Boston Red Sox. I just not that they lost, like they completely made bad moves, but it's just I think things are even more up in the air now than before for them. If you get what I mean. Yeah, I wouldn't really say they lost it though, because they still kept JD Martinez. I'm pretty sure he's a free agent coming up soon, though. I mean, Bogarts, Devers, uh, they did get Hosmer, uh, Eric Hosmer from the Padres with that whole debacle that went along with that trade. But mm-hmm. that's an up- that's definitely an upgrade at first base. But their pitching staff needs a lot of help. And if their pitching staff doesn't get any help soon, they're not going to go anywhere. Exactly. But I definitely see what you're saying because that front office needs some changes. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not even that like they blew it up or anything like that. It's just more so what are these moves for? I just don't really get it. Yeah, the Christian Vasquez one didn't really make sense to me. Mm-hmm. I, I he's been around that team for so long now and loved in that clubhouse and fan base that not selling out completely and just really trading him away kind of just doesn't make sense. Hey. More chaos, <laughs> more chaos in the Red Sox front office. Need that? No, I'm just playing. It's always good when the Red Sox are competing and is with the Yankees, and vice versa. I'm gonna give them credit. They're usually not usually. Well, as of recently, they're usually on the advantage side of it. If you know what I mean, they they've got our number in some cases. I'll give them that. But right now, what are you guys doing? I mean, who knows? Honestly, this. The Red Sox, uh, they're just in shambles right now. Um, we'll see if they even can get a wild card spot because it looks like they're still going to push for a wild card spot this year. And it's going to be very interesting after this trade deadline to see how the rest of the season plays out. A uh, bunch of the teams that are in the mix made their teams, uh, made themselves a lot better. And a bunch of the teams that we thought were going to be in the mix kind of sold out at the uh, deadline. So we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. And I'm just looking forward to it. We had another good weekend for the boxing world. You had Danny Garcia with a dominating victory over Jose Benavidez Jr. in his junior middleweight debut. 
it was a solid scrap overall and i think this was a really good comeback fight for danny garcia and i do think he has potential opportunities at this new weight class yeah danny garcia is coming back from a 19th month layoff um super happy to see him back in the ring first off but christian what do you what did you think of this fight first off before I get into the specifics of the fight, like you said, it's good to see him back. And post-fight, he really got into what he was dealing with. Uh, he was going through a lot of mental health issues. I'm glad to see, see him bounce back from it and continue to fight through it. I'm All credit to you, Danny, because it's, it's not easy. And as for the fight, though, Danny Garcia, he made this a one-sided fight. He, I think he dominated pretty well throughout the whole thing. And... That one judge that scored it a draw, uh, what are you looking at, bro? What are you looking at? Because the other two judges, uh, they got the margins right, in my opinion. It wasn't really that close. You could give Jose Benavidez a couple of rounds, but a draw? Come on. Nah, we're not We're not doing that. Like It happens too often in boxing, and we just got to call it out full, full force. Yeah, I mean, that just doesn't really makes sense at all um the scores were 117 111 116 112 and 114 114 um two of those are pretty lopsided and one's a draw so uh, really don't know what they were watching maybe they're watching another fight that was going on but <laughs> clearly they weren't watching danny garcia fight at all um but christian where do you think uh danny garcia goes on from here who do you think he fights next i mean him being a big name he already has his resume and reputation I think he could be a, a nice call-out for potentially Jermel Charlo being the champion at that weight class. I think that'd be in not the most competitive fight, but it could happen. Um, and then there's just also there's a few other guys that Danny Garcia can mix it up with that are top contenders. Uh, I'm pretty sure that, that real tall guy, uh, Fundura, I, I can't think of his first name right now. Uh, he just had a crazy banger his last fight he's there um you got brian castaño he's still in the mix he just lost to jermel but i think if he wants to work his way back up danny's a good name but to give danny credit he could work his way up I'm not saying that he's gonna make any crazy noise because he's past his best in my opinion but he can do something yeah i mean thank you on it um i truly not sure where he's gonna go um i know keith thurman wants a rematch with him i'm Really don't want to see that. So, what are your thoughts on that? Like you said, I, I don't want to see that myself. Um, I think those are two type of guys that they're really trying to work their way back up, and I think they both need more relevant names to do that. To be honest with you, unless it, the time comes that, say, they're both like facing like in the, like a title eliminator, and they have to face each other to get the title, that'd be a solid fight in that case. But as of right now, no, I think that's a pointless fight. Yeah, I'm not really looking forward to that fight either. Um, I do hope that Danny Garcia does get another fight here soon. Um, I'm happy he's back. Uh, all the mental issues he was going through or whatever was going on with him, I'm just happy to see him back and healthy and back in the ring, really. Hey man, 19 months, that's, that's a while. That's a long time. But as for another guy that's coming back from a long layoff, you got Virgil Ortiz Jr. making this comeback fight against Michael McKinson. This is going to be a 12-round welterweight fight. I'm really excited to see Virgil back. I know he dealt with a whole injury issue. Um, 
and one of the up-and-coming stars of boxing is back, and I think this is going to be a solid fight against McKinson. Uh, McKinson seems like a really solid boxer. He's undefeated. Only has two knockouts, so I'm assuming he moves around the ring, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen him fight yet. I'm going to watch some clips leading up to the fight, and I'm looking forward to seeing him because to get an opportunity against Virgil, who's really close to getting a potential title opportunity, you got to be something. Yeah, and Virgil is one of those uh, up-and-coming young guys right now that uh, the whole boxing community is kind of really high on right now. Um, he's not quite in that upper tier yet with all the upper tier yet with all these other guys but he's working his way up there and he's undefeated right now he's got a lot of knockouts and he's honestly just a pretty good boxer and I'm kind of looking forward to see how he's going to do in this fight like you said earlier uh McKinson he only has two knockouts so he's got to be pretty good when it comes to technique and stuff so I'm really looking forward to this fight this weekend yeah and I'm going to be honest with you if I have to give my prediction for the fight I know I said I haven't really seen anything from McKinson, but if I'm going based off the fact that he's a boxer, like a real pure boxer, um, I think Virgil's boxing is underrated, so I think he's going to come through and surprise in that aspect. And with Virgil's power, uh, if if he catches him, I don't know. All I'm going to say is that I'm going to have a more official prediction closer to the fight because i got to check out McKinson. So right now, do you think this would lean more towards a knockout or a decision? Knockout, because Virgil's like that. He's got some power to him, and don't really too know much about don't really know much about McKinson either. But hopefully, he can take a punch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Virgil fighting this weekend—that's going to be a huge fight. Really glad that he's back. Got past that whole issue, and. Another good weekend for boxing coming up. I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully, my prediction comes through whenever I put it out. Yeah, we'll see about that later. But I, I'm really looking forward to this fight this weekend, and I'm hoping to for another good weekend of boxing. And we got a lot of good fights coming up here towards the end of August and the beginning of September. So I'm really looking forward to this upcoming uh, boxing schedule that's coming out. That does it for another episode insane week of baseball great week of boxing and we've got more to look forward to we got the second half to look forward to i'm really excited to see soto in a padres uniform and i'm also looking forward to virgil Ortiz getting back on that ladder climbing up to the top yeah i'm looking forward to the second half of the baseball season after this crazy trade trade deadline and looking forward to this virgil ortiz versus michael mckinson fight it's going to be a really good fight this weekend and i'm just looking forward to baseball and boxing for the rest of the year we got a great we got some great stuff coming up but if y'all want you can follow us on any social media platform at atnw podcast uh, and you also if you want you can follow my own at ahnd2215 and you can also find me at christian underscore s52 that does it for another episode and we'll see you guys next week peace peace